everybody. Welcome to episode 152 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. Uh, just news this week. We took a week off last week for Thanksgiving. There wasn't a ton of news. And also, we were all busy with our families and whatnot. Uh, but as so often happens, it's me and Pat here to give you the news for the week. How's it going, Pat? How was your Thanksgiving? What's up? Oh, Thanksgiving was great. Uh, spent it with the family in Philly. Uh, my fiance's family in Philly. Uh, good food good times and uh yeah it was pretty good pretty good week yeah i was in we st decorated louis. the house with christmas stuff that night uh, sure. so i got all my lights rigged wait you didn't do it at halloween like everybody else does no i'm i, I have to have i make and you know my 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 stepdaughter kept bugging me she kept saying it's christmas time it's christmas time i said sophie until I have my turkey, it is not Christmas time. Once I eat my turkey, we can celebrate Christmas time. I had my turkey. Now it's Christmas time. I just I don't understand because I don't I don't know a single person who doesn't complain about it's Christmas time starting too early. Yeah. I don't know who the audience is. <laughs> I don't know. I like to have my turkey first. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I my turkey Christmas, potatoes. so it's it's whatever. But right. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it's, it's honestly just like for us, you know, non Christmas celebrators, it's just creeping up too early, too early, too early. It's like, yeah, and like I like, well, I like the vibe of Christmas. I like Christmas music. I like all that stuff. Like, but like, yeah, two months of it is too much. Like one month I mean, of it I is like, reasonable. I like Santa Claus. I like I like to watch the classic Rankin and Bass. Christmas movies, like that's my thing. Like I've always got to watch those. I've got to watch Polar Express, and I have to always watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I watch uh, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang every Christmas. That's my nice. That's my Christmas movie. That's a good one. My my th uh, three of my favorite directors have the perfect movie for the three major holidays at the end of the year. So on Halloween, I try to watch Shaun of the Dead, Edgar Wright. On Thanksgiving, I try to watch Knives Out, Ryan Johnson. And then on mm -hmm. Christmas, I try to watch uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Shane Black. So those are my my three holiday movies. And I have not I also been oh, successful yeah. on, on the Halloween Thanksgiving the last couple of years, but I have managed Christmas Knives Out. Or not Knives Out, Christmas uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang every year, so. I also have to watch Eight Crazy Nights. It's not a Christmas music movie. Sure. It's a Hanukkah, Hanukkah movie, movie, but yeah. I love Eight Crazy Nights. Still Fantastic season, movie. Right? And right. the Rudgrats Hanukkah special yeah. is always a must-watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Thanksgiving, actually, the, the thing that I always manage to do on Thanksgiving is uh, um, is the West Wing Thanksgiving episodes. Nice. Um, and then Great Christmas show. time, the West Wing Christmas episodes. The West Wing Christmas episodes are always the best episodes of the season. Like, Every year, uh, the Christmas episode was like nominated for, like that's the that's the one that was submitted yeah. for best writing or whatever, and like that's the one like whoever was the lead in that Christmas episode that year was nominated for best actor. That's, um, and that that's was the how I submitted. feel about the Office Christmas episodes. I always have to watch those. Yeah, I'm not a big Office guy, but yeah, yeah. Um, the the community ones. I, I I don't usually watch the community ones, but sometimes I'll get mm -hmm. like get it because like I'm not a big fan of Abbott's Uncontrollable Christmas, uh, like most right. people are. Um, but uh, but I do like um uh the third season one and the first season one. So uh, it's in fact it's almost December. Uh, was it December 10th? Hold on. Uh, I think it's this this uh this it's December. 10th it's Ernest, december 10th yeah. Ernest saves christmas another classic sure that has yeah. to be watched which if they if they ever want to remake the Ernest movies cast john cena as Ernest. i Do saw it. that same thing and i was like I oh, yeah it. absolutely I Ernest goes it. to the gym yep yep <laughs> yeah. Ernest becomes wwe champion <laughs> Ernest goes to the wwe yeah <laughs> um all right well uh hey christmas is coming soon and i wouldn't be we're probably going to take at least one of those two weeks off because christmas and new year's are both on sundays i think or christmas eve new year's eve something like that are yeah. both on on sundays um so uh our, our gift to you is probably going to be that episode from a few months the lost ago episode. the lost episode episode of just pat talking for an hour <laughs> um, so so stick, keep your keep your ears peeled for that that'll be coming down the pike but uh, right now we do still have a couple weeks before then so let's talk about the news of this week and next week's going to be big theoretically because the winter meetings are coming up and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode uh but first yeah. up i want to talk about uh this jackson churio deal 
deal. Eight years, $80 million, which has two club options for a ninth and 10 year, can go up over $140 million if all bonuses and options are used. Uh, uh, Dylan mentioned, I, I believe it was Dylan, said basically this is the Ronald Acuna contract, except yeah. Ronald Acuna had played Major League Baseball uh, yeah. <laughs> before signing that contract, uh, whereas Jackson Churio has never played in a Major League Baseball game. Wild. Yeah, it's just, it's just a wild extension. Like, And, like, a lot of these minor league extensions don't work out. I think the Luis Robert extension and uh, the Eloy Jimenez ones are the only ones that have worked out. And, like, both those guys have been hurt. Over those yeah, entire yeah, extensions. exactly. Like, like they, they both kind of worked out, but also not that well, you know? Um, the other yeah, ones Robert were Scott six, Kingery. Louis Robert yeah. was six years, $50 million. Um, uh, and yeah, like I said, been a lot, been very hurt. Uh, Evan White. Um, yeah, Evan White had one. Yeah, was was 24, six years, $24 million with three club option years. Um, uh, didn't work out all that well. Elo Jimenez, like you mentioned, that was um, six years, $43 million with a couple of club options. Like you said, he's been good, but hurt uh, a ton. Kingery, like you said, uh, for your beloved Phillies. We don't talk uh, about years, Kingery. Six years, $24 million with three club options. And John Singleton had the other one. John Singleton was the, the first one. And that was, so this was like, so... Kingry was March 2018, uh, and uh, yeah. uh, Robert was January 2020. So most of these were in the same kind of span, and then Cheerio now coming up uh, uh, here in December 2023. And then John Singleton's one is way back in June 2014. That was five years, $10 million, yeah. um, uh, which also was like, this is a major league deal coming to the majors. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and Singleton, are, you know, kind of figured some stuff out uh, at some point, but definitely not with the Astros, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very odd. A couple of guys who had it before, uh, like after having a little bit of service time, Matt Moore had 17 days of service time when he got yeah. a, a five year, 40 million extension. Evan Longoria is the, is the famous one. He played for about a month before getting six years, 17 and a half million. Um, Corbin Carroll played for. About a month before his extension last year, yeah, or oh, sorry, earlier this year, uh, Salvador Perez had uh, about two months of service time. Brandon Lowe, or Lau, uh, Michael Harris. So, like, there's definitely guys who have who have like closer to like you know with service time. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing that teams seem to do a lot more now. Is like, okay, you've got a good half season. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna just ex- like lock you up right now. Wander Franco, yeah. Paul DeYoung, Tim Anderson, a lot of a lot of these shortstops. Uh, Julio Rodriguez. I wonder if the Orioles are going to do this with Jackson Holiday. A, a, a pre-debut extension, you mean? Yeah, I think it's. I'm curious if they're going to do the same to get him yeah. on the roster. Um, Acuna, by the way, is the so I'm looking at this from an MLB.com article. Acuna had 165 days of service time, and that yeah. was eight years, 100 million dollars with. A $17 million option and $10 million buyout for both 2027 and 2028, which they're obviously going to pick up. He's insane. But that was after the season. After playing basically a full season, he was an MVP candidate. He uh, had 41 home runs and 37 steals. Um, And like, was like, you know, uh, he was rookie of the year, right? Or was he already had some service before that? I think he was rookie of the Uh, year. I think he was. Um, uh, yeah, he was rookie of the year. I, like I was like, unless there was like some weird, like, caveat that he couldn't, he wasn't eligible. He was the rookie of the year. Um, uh, although there was, I mean, it was a pretty uh, stacked rookie class. That was him, Walker Bueller, um, uh, Juan Soto, him. yeah, Jack Flaherty, Soto, Harrison Bader both had really yep. really strong seasons. Um, so Jeff it, it was, uh, yeah, Jeff McNeil. Yeah, it was it was a, that was a, a a much better rookie class than this year. Uh, if if you want to look at something year, funny, look at the, yeah, I was going to say, look at the 2020 or look at that year's AL Rookie of the Year voting. Um, Miguel Andujar and Glaber Torres, second and third. Okay, but Joey Wendell. Uh, <laughs> Joey Wendell, four, yeah. Joey Wendell with, with, a five, with his only career five war season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wild, wild stuff. Uh, yeah, what a what a what a year. Well, it was a different time before before yeah. COVID. Baseball was a different game, it seems. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox bets AL MVP. Man. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Jackson Cheerio contract, you know, 
like you're like like you said these rookie you know pre-rookie contracts have not seemed to be super duper strong for teams i I get the i get what you're going for right i get why you want to lock the guy up early um although for that much money are you like you know if it doesn't work out that's that's not yeah what's it's that's gonna hurt but like i mean you look at like like robert six years 50 million right or or um you know maybe skip white but like eloy six years 43 million right like yeah Eight years, eighty million. If he's the guy you think he's going to be, that's a great deal, obviously. Right. But eight years, eighty no, million—that's a, a lot of money to commit to a guy who's never played. Man. Like you're almost like you're almost not getting a discount unless he turns into Juan Soto or or Ronald Acuna or something like that, which is certainly possible with the kind of prospect pedigree he has. I, I you know, it's yeah. not that I, it's unbelievable. It's just one of those like, man, you you you, you know you. I would have at least wanted to wait until he had like a month like Evan Longoria or, or Corbin Carroll or, or, you know, something like that right. where he's like got a little bit of service time. And, you know, and even like this year, he's 19 years old, right? You can, you can give him yeah. a cup of coffee this year and then sign into this extension next off season. Um, right. So it, it's, it, it's, it's scary. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. You It'll know, be interesting I mean, to see how like it goes. on this list, right. Acuna obviously worked out. Chris Archer, yep. kinda, not Didn't. really. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. lot less money, obviously. Julio Rodriguez is working out. Um, that's yeah. after again, basically a full season. Paul DeYoung, not really. Uh, Tim Anderson, most of most of that worked out. Yeah, you can give Anderson the the benefit of the doubt there. The last season or so wasn't so good, but most of that year was was pretty good. Wander Franco, we can put that in a different category. We don't want to. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Yeah, or he's um, uh, Mr. Non-talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Michael Harris, like eight years, seventy-two million. He's good. Is he gonna yeah. be? You know, it's like it's it's a little confusing there. Brandon Lau has been solid, although that was six years, twenty-four, which is cheap, right? For like, yeah, he, he can be a one-win player, and that's worth it. Sal Perez worked out. Uh, Corbin Carroll is working out so far. Longoria worked out. Matt Moore, not really. That, but that was again five years, fourteen million. Singleton, and like I said, all the guys who signed before pretty much didn't, except for the two uh, White Sox guys who are both um, b- broken <laughs> constantly. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with Jackson Cheerio, you know. And and you you make you make a good point with Jackson Holiday, right? Um yeah. will the Orioles want to do that lock in? They obviously don't like spending money, but they're in this period where they are really good. And if they can lock up, you know, guys like Holiday before he hits the majors, um, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um I assume I don't know who Jackson Holiday's agent is, um, but I know who Jackson Holiday's dad is, and I don't think yes, I don't Matt, think, yeah, <laughs> I don't think Matt Holiday's gonna let his son do no, that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, absolutely gonna, not. <laughs> I think he's gonna be like, no, you're you're getting your bag. We're not. That's not. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to find who his agent is here. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, it's Boris. Yeah, it's Boris. Oh, yeah, he ain't signing. It's not happening. Yeah, that's, not happening. that's not happening. I no, thought it was Boris, happening. but I wasn't sure if it was Boris. So I was like, I was uh, say, I'm not shocked um, it's Boris. I'm not shocked it's Boris either. Uh, yeah, I double checked. So, yeah, because Matt Holliday's agent was also Boris. So I was like, it's probably the same agent as his dad. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, Matt Holliday's agent was Boris. And, and you know, the, like, Chris. Boris had, like, Holiday signed for plenty team friendly deals in St. Louis, but that was after having seasons with St. Louis. I think. You know, I, I I think there's no shot Jackson Holiday doesn't um you know play six seasons and then hit free agency. You know, yeah, hundred oh, <laughs> percent. That's what's gonna happen, it seems. But um, speaking of the Cardinals and a contract, uh, Sonny Gray signed for a three-year, seventy-five million dollar contract with a a weird option for the fourth year. Uh, it's a very odd structure for this contract. So the Cardinals are paying him ten million dollars in the first year. And then twenty five yep. million in the second year, then thirty five million in the third year, uh, and then the fourth year is a what is called a club option for thirty million dollars, 
with a $5 million buyout. But if the team exercises the option, then Sonny Gray can opt out, but forfeits the buyout. So it's basically a mutual option, but if the team picks it up and the player doesn't, then there's no, there's no buyout. And if the player picks it up, but the team doesn't, then there is a buyout. Um, and it, it, I think it's it's one of those because because we have seen things like kind of like this, especially with the the two Padres relievers this year, Robert Suarez and um, uh, Nick Martinez, where it was like the Padres can opt out of the deal. And then if they opt out, then the pitcher has an opt in um, that he can opt in for like half the money or whatever. Um, so it's, it's that kind of thing where the team has to decide first. And so if the team yeah. decides no, then Gray gets the money. And if the team decides yes, then Gray can decide whether to say never mind and get the money. I think there's probably very little chance that Sonny Gray doesn't take $30 million at age 37 in 2027 if the Cardinals pick that up. Yeah, I um, agree. But so it, it feels like one of those things of like the Cardinals are either are going to either buy him out or he is going to take the money <laughs> like take the 30 million yeah, but definitely um you know uh obviously as a resident cardinals fan uh my thoughts here so the cardinals this is the third starter the cardinals have added this offseason um which makes a lot of sense because that's what they needed to do they needed to add pitching 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 that's what i mean that's what john mazalak said that's what we've all been saying um the cardinals just you know there were a lot of things that didn't go super right for the Cardinals last year. Obviously, you know, Goldschmidt and Arnado were solid, but not the MVP candidates they were the year before. Goldschmidt having won the MVP the year before. Um, you know, just kind of nothing seemed to be going. Everybody seemed to be playing to a lower version of their potential, um, uh, uh, including the pitchers who were all seemed to be pitching to their floor and nobody to their ceiling, except for like Jordan Montgomery, who we traded pretty, you know, uh, at, at the trade deadline. So uh, replacing the guys like, you know, uh, I mean, Montgomery and Flaherty got traded, but uh, you know, Wainwright who had a very rough season, uh, Dakota Hudson, who, who made a bunch of starts, you know, uh, and, uh, and, you know, some of the younger guys who maybe are not super ready, Jake Woodford also, who is a kind of a swingman type guy yep. replacing those guys with, solid like you can count on these guys at the, like at the very least you can count on these guys to pitch every five days you know there's there's only one cardinal starter last year who pitched more than 125 innings for the cardinals uh and it's miles michaelis um and part of that is because montgomery uh got traded montgomery did pitch 188 innings last year and flaherty pitched 144 innings last year um but miles michaels is the only guy who who you know pitched 200 innings for the cardinals last year so adding guys like lynn and gibson who throw innings and a guy like gray who can you know can go out there and pitch every five days like now now the rotation becomes gray michaelis lynn gibson mats which is decent a decent to fine rotation yeah um it's not terrible yeah the, the, my, my concern obviously with gray is he's a he's a good pitcher um uh you know finished second in Cy Young voting this year but it feels like he's maybe not gonna <laughs> like he's not he's not a true ace right he's had a couple of really good seasons you know mm -hmm. this is actually not even his best pitching season this is yeah according to baseball reference war his third best pitching season his uh, 20 oakland 2015 and the cincinnati 2019 were both better also an all-star those two years. Um, so I, I, I like Sonny Gray just fine. And, and I think he's a good pitcher. And by the way, his ERA flip, flip split was non-existent this past year. Um, yeah. So it's not like he was getting results that he wasn't earning. Right. Um, and so I, I like him. I, I, I would love him to be the number two pitcher. <laughs> I would love there to be, you know, I would love Yoshinobu Yamamoto. <laughs> let's like, yeah. let's be honest here. There's that, that's the, I think everyone wants Yamamoto. Yeah, yeah, of course. But there's like, there's like one true ace available for next season, I think. And it's, it's Yamamoto, uh, especially, I mean, Nola might not even be a true ace, but Nola's already off the table, right? So it's not yeah. even like worth discussing. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, like, like if you add Yamamoto to that rotation, it's Yamamoto, Gray, uh, Michaelis, Lynn Gibson. That's a great rotation. Yep. I'm happy yeah, with that. I'm, el good. I'm elated with that rotation, right? Like, yeah. you know, like that's like, that's a one, a two and three threes perfectly good yeah. that's a perfectly good rotation to have right now it seems like a two 
three threes and a four. And it's like, that's okay. That's dealable with. Um, but after the season the Cardinals just had, I feel like dealable with is is not where you want to be. So, um, you know, my hope, I don't know if it's going to happen, but my hope is the Cardinals go really hard to acquire a true ace. Um, uh, and obviously they have, you know, they've got young guys too, like Thompson and Libertor, who who might, yeah. you know, uh, uh, pitch Matt's out of a job, um, which is also fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't, uh, I, I would love another starter to to really anchor this rotation and i i don't know if sunny gray is that guy but 375 for even for him as a number two i think is a perfectly it's good thing terrible. to have it's I, i'm yeah. I, it's a perfectly fine contract um it is i mean a lot of old guys you know like uh uh the the average age of that rotation that i listed is probably like 34 um with the youngest being Sonny Gray, I think, uh, or, or Claire yeah. Matz. Um, and again, Matt's very good shot. He loses his job to Libertora Thompson. Who knows? But it's, uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. But I would love another pitcher. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I would love, but I mean, the, the bullpen also needs to be fixed. So if that's the next thing John Mazalak does, then good, great. I'm fine with that as well. But would love a and a true ace and just because of what the market is right now the only option for that is yamamoto um i mean uh, otani's out there as well obviously but um he's not gonna pitch this season so yeah uh, but yeah that's that's my thoughts on gray there yeah i agree uh completely he's a good dude to have He's a good guy. He's um, a good guy to have. Yeah. And like, and he, and that's, that's the thing. He's like, and then they've talked all season about how like these guys wanted to be Cardinals. Right. And Lynn yeah. is funny. Cause I was, I was a little concerned about Lynn because there's been a couple times the Cardinals should have signed Lynn three different times over the last oh, five seasons. Um, and, and they just didn't do it. Uh, and like, I was a little concerned that maybe there was like a thing between the Cardinals and Lynn and he wasn't happy with the organization from his time there and didn't want to be a Cardinal again. But it seems like he wanted to be a Cardinal again this time because, you know, Jamazela talked about his organizational philosophy. He's not going to throw a bunch of money at a guy who doesn't want to be there, um, which I, which makes sense, right? I, I think that's, yeah. that, you know, that can cause problems in an organization. So I get it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on board with that as an organizational philosophy. Um, so you get the guys like Lynn and Gibson, but, uh, but yeah, Gray talked a lot about how he, he wanted to be in St. Louis, pitch in St. Louis, you know, move his family to St. Louis. Like it was a big decision. And, and like they, they pursued the Cardinals uh, cause they thought it was a good fit. And I like Sonny Gray. Like he's uh, he seems like a good, cool dude. Yeah, definitely, definitely the kind of guy you want in your rotation. You get consistency out of him, and absolutely, like, that's what the Cardinals need is consistency yeah. more than anything. Absolutely, with, with their rotation. Yeah, yeah, so. and, like, and that's the thing, right? Like if if like guys like Lynn and Michaelis pitch to their ceilings or closer to their ceilings, then great, and and Gray as well, right? But if they pitch closer to their kind of average and really where they're where they're at right now in their careers, then it's like okay, well, like. Give me another guy, but like yeah, you know, like, I do think the Cardinals are not done. I think they're going to add another starter. Yeah, I, I'm and not as con- convinced, like, but I'm hoping. I, my my bet is it's probably a Jordan Montgomery reunion. That'd be nice. I know yeah. he liked St. Louis. He right. loved being in St. Louis. It yep. seemed. Yeah, so yeah, that's I have a feeling he comes back. I mean, that'd be great. I'd be I'd be really happy with that. Yeah, and like I see, you know, like so, Michaelis in 2022 had a 3.29 ERA. He was an All Star. Like, if he's that guy. Yeah, then great. Then this rotation looks pretty solid, you know. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know if I have super confidence in him, him being that guy, um, yeah. or or in you know that uh, Lance Lynn. You know, Lance Lynn was a Cy Young finisher, what twenty twenty one, to only two seasons ago. Like, you know, is he going to be yeah. that guy again? He hasn't been that guy in a couple of years. Can the right. Cardinals turn it around? That's it's possible, you know. Like, if you if you can if you can get those kind of ceilings out of these guys, then great. I don't. I don't think you can. So in that case, you want somebody to anchor. Montgomery would be good too. Yeah, I don't think he's a true, true ace uh, in the way that a guy like Yamamoto is, but um, he would be, I mean, it would be a good reunion. He was really, really good this year. And, you know, if you have like Montgomery and Gray at the top being your two sort of staff aces and like 
a like two two three three three. That's still okay. That's still pretty solid. That's still pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, my, Montgomery and Gray are both in the zone where like I'd love them to be my second pitcher <laughs> and would love to have a real true ace. Uh, and I just don't know if that's gonna gonna happen. But be, just because you know, unless they get one in trade, but who even is available in trade? You know, like they were in on Cease a little bit, but I'm not convinced that Cease is that guy. Um, be happy to have Cease, right? In the same I mean, way, I have, have my opinions on Dylan Cease, but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, um moving on to something we'll talk a little bit less about just cuz it's less interesting in general to either of us particularly. Kenta Maeda signed with the Detroit Tigers for 2 years, 24 million dollars. Um you know, it seems like a solid deal Good for him. Yeah. He didn't pitch a ton I mean, you know, he signed a four-year contract with the Twins before 2020. Obviously, the yeah. 2020 season was the shortened season, so he did pitch that full season, finished second in Cy Young voting, um, but, but pitched 106 innings in 2021, did not pitch in 2022. I think he had Cy, uh, Cy Young surgery, uh, or Cy Young surgery, Tommy John surgery, um, uh, <laughs> and uh, 104 innings last year. You know, he's been a solid to good pitcher, um, this is a weird, weird pitching market. Oh, He's yeah. Probably a, a third pitcher, right? Fine. Yeah. You know, he's, he's decent. Oh, also, by the way, he's he didn't okay. sign a contract with the Twins. He, he was traded to the Twins by the Dodgers uh, with, with three years left on or four years left on his contract. So um, this contract is going to pay him, I believe, as much as his previous seven-year contract paid him. So, yeah. Because uh, he signed for yeah like seven years twenty five million and now it's two years twenty four million so yeah. get that bag. I like Kenta Maeda. He's just like a guy who hasn't stayed on the field very well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how he does in Detroit and like kind of like a low leverage situation. Yeah, you know, yeah. Low pressure. Go in, yeah. Do your thing. Teach right. the young guys. You right. know. He's, he's not going to be on the next great Tigers team unless they really like, unless this is a big turnaround. Like, I mean, this could be right. This could be like a big, Yeah. this, this is, this is a roster that like, especially in a division that could be good this year or next year. I think, I don't, was I in the division dandies this past year? Um, I don't remember if I was, but I think the last two uh, years, yeah. The Tigers have been my like dark horse pick for the AL Central. Yeah, um, and that's that's a fair thought. It just feels like it just feels like they've team. got guys on the precipice. Yeah, yeah. And, like you know, like is Javi Baez going to be this bad forever? Probably, <laughs> but maybe one well, year I he hope won't. Not. <laughs> you know, like I just traded for him. I hope not. <laughs> uh, maybe one year, like. He'll- They'll be like, oh, right. I, I actually know how to hit a baseball, you know? Um, you know, Spencer Torkelson has been disappointing for the last couple of years. But, like, we feel like he's better than this. He has the pedigree for it. Maybe he'll he'll put it together, right? Kerry Carpenter had a really strong season, right? Riley Green was really, yeah. really strong in his rookie season. So, like, all of these pieces f- feel like they can – Riley Green wasn't as strong as I thought he was, but he was strong enough. Um, like, all these pieces feel like they could click together to to make a bit of a Cinderella run – um, again, in a division where none of the teams are really all that great, um, uh, with apologies to uh, to Lewis, uh, um, none of the teams are really super duper strong. There's they're never all like pretty bad. They're all yeah. So uh, you know, I I think you know, I mean, the, the, the Twins obviously have Correa, but Correa couldn't hit at all this past year, and they have Royce Lewis and and stuff like that, but like. In a division like the AL Central, it's kind of anybody's every year just because, right. you know, it's tough to predict. Um, but, uh, you know, so so maybe Maeda is on the next winning Tigers team, but I don't think it's going to be like a great team. I think it's going to be like a decent team. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then speaking of the Tigers, uh, longtime Tigers manager uh, Jim Leland was uh, elected to the Hall of Fame. Leland also... Finally. With, uh, yeah, also with the Marlins and uh, Pirates, right? Yep, Marlins, Pirates, and Tigers. 
Oh, and a year with the Rockies. Yeah, right. he won. Yeah, he, he won his only World Series in '97 with the Marlins. With the Marlins, right? Yeah, yep. he was with the Pirates for ten years, uh, and then a couple years with the Marlins, a year with the Rockies, and then I think I think he was broadcasting for a couple years. Uh, yep, and, and, and then, then Tigers, uh, and then Tigers. Um, he was almost the Philadelphia Phillies manager, but they went with Charlie Manuel instead. Uh yeah oh this is sorry not it wasn't Brock he was a scout he was uh, scouting for the yeah. Cardinals for a couple years um after after he was uh let go by the Rockies or oh no he he walked away from the from two years he signed a three year contract with the Rockies and quit because he's like I hate Coors Field <laughs> I mean I don't blame him yeah um and then came to the Tigers in that 06 season yep. uh, where, where they, uh, you know, uh, went to the world series and lost uh, and was there until 2013 where they went to the division series, I think, or the, uh, the championship series. I don't remember. Um, the, the, they went to the 2012 world series and lost as well. That kind of book ended his time with the tigers, but uh, yeah, you know, a great manager um, obviously like shepherded a lot of teams uh, to, to deep playoff runs, got his, his one ring, uh, makes sense as a Hall of Fame manager. A lot of people have pointed out, though, that Lou Pinella has virtually the same stat yep. sheet. Uh, and yep. his, and, and uh, this is his second year in a row that he was uh, one vote off from uh, being elected into the Hall of Fame. I don't know why Sweet Lou, like, and he's won three championships. Um, no. He won championships as a player as with a the player, Yankees. Sure. Yeah, um, and he managed the 1990 Reds. Right. Uh, um, he, he should be in. He absolutely... And, like, you want to talk about a guy that's had, like, the best meltdowns in baseball. Lou Pinella is that yeah. guy. Well, I think, that, I think that might be part of why, right? Like, is that people, like... Uh, uh, the people who are voting don't like him because he's kind of a jerk. Uh Oh man, and that I mean that happens, right? That's what happens, and, and that that's why yeah. they they you know don't do it. Yeah. So uh, sorry, not 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 the yeah the, the second. So uh, was a candidate in 2016, and then 2018, and then this year. So he got 11 out of the 12 yeah. votes in 2018 out of a required 12 votes. There's I think 16 votes, and he got 11, 11 out of the 12 required. And then this year, again, 11 out of the 12 required. So he's just like, he's just hanging this close to, you know, being, uh, being elected and just not, just not getting in uh, as a manager. So yeah, the, the, the uh, this is the, the stat she posted on, on our slash baseball as a manager, uh, Leland managed 34, 99 games. Pinella managed 35, 48, Leland won 1769. Pinella won 1835. So the 50.6 win percentage for Leland, 51.7 for Pinella. One championship for each as a manager for Leland. Obviously, as I said, for the Marlins, for Pinella with the Reds. Uh, Three time manager of the year for both of them. Uh, but Leland got into the Hall of Fame as deserved, and Pinella still has not. <laughs> get, get Lou in. Next year, he, he's got to go in. Like, well, or the next it's time he's up happen. for the ballot, right? Because of, yeah, you know, yeah, like, I don't know how they do it. It's veterans committee ballots. It's it's, it's, yeah. oh, it's weird, but yeah, it's 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 just. I mean, it's pure that they don't like him. That's it. It's, it's oh, pure likability. That's all. Um, so yeah, it's 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 time uh, for for Lou Pinella to be in. But congratulations to Jim Leland, who is very very deserving. Not to take anything away from Leland, who de who definitely deserves to be in the there, there aren't managers like Leland anymore. You don't see guys chain smoking in the dugout anymore. And you know what? It's a damn shame. And uh, for your uh, oh, sorry, no, Leland didn't play in the majors. Never mind. Uh, yeah, he that's did the not. thing. I Lou Pinella is a when he makes to the Hall of Fame is going to be a great immaculate grid square. Like, oh, Orioles Hall of Fame Lou Pinella. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 my favorite thing to do is to use Bobby Cox for Yankees Hall of Famer. Uh, oh, that's a good one. It's, that's it's a good one. It's just it's excellent. Uh, um, yeah, or like Tony Larusa for Cubs Hall of Famer. Uh, yep. Yeah, like guys like that. Like you got, you got, you got to, you got to cross-reference managers who are in the Hall of Fame with the teams they played for in the majors. Because uh, you're gonna get, you're gonna get some great fun, uh, <laughs> immaculate grid squares that way. Um, 
So Babe, Babe Ruth managed the team, didn't he? Well, like that's that's yeah. not gonna work, right? Because Babe Ruth. Oh, that's right. They don't count manager. A Hall of Famer as a player, so people know yeah. what teams he played for. He coached for the Dodgers. He but, coached uh, the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Leo DeRocher, uh, I'll use from time to time because Leo DeRocher is a Hall of Fame manager from a long time ago who also yeah. played for the Yankees, Reds, Cardinals, and Dodgers. Um, Jeez. So, uh, so yeah, DeRocher, uh, DeRocher Cardinals Hall of Fame is a is the one that I'll use most often. But Dodgers, Reds, or Yankees is also good. Uh, but he he like I believe managed Jackie Robinson. So like that's how mm. long ago Leo DeRocher was a baseball manager, let alone a player. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, guys like that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the guys like that locked, locked in for, especially for those hall of fame, especially cause like for like, for teams like the Yankees or Dodgers or Cardinals, like they've got so many hall of famers, but like, they're all pretty well known. So yeah. you've got to go to like the deep cuts, which are like guys who played for them for a week or guys who are in the hall of fame for something other than playing for them. Um, which is why, yeah. Bobby Cox, Leo DeRocher are uh, aces. Um, yeah. All right, Pat, it's time to talk about some winter meeting stuff. Uh, Finally. Reportedly, a couple, of, uh, a couple of Japanese guys uh, are going to be uh, the, the big news here uh, at the winter meetings. Uh, you don't Shohei Otani reportedly, reportedly is going to sign there uh, and is reportedly down to five teams, which are the Cubs, Dodgers, Jays, Angels and Giants. Um, uh, as I was saying to you a little bit before we were recording, if Shohei Otani signs with the Cubs, I we will need to find a new editor for this podcast because I will have walked into traffic. Um, oh boy! It's just I'll, I'll wear my I'll oh wear boy. my Otani jersey and my Cardinals hat, and like you'll find me splayed out on the road. There's like there's no I can't I, there's no way I'd be able to deal with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean. All real Americans need to rise up and prevent him from going to the Blue Jays. Let's be yeah. real here. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Blue. I mean, the Blue Jays have been aggressive from what we're hearing. Here's the thing: like, they have the money to do this. Yeah. The Rogers, who owns the Blue Jays, has a lot of money, and like, you know, we talked with Jory, and like, you know, Jory does editing for Yahoo Sports Canada, so, you know, I presume he probably has some sources inside the Blue Jays. Jory, Jory's convinced that they're going to get him, and, like, obviously he's a Blue Jays fan, but, like... Yeah, I mean, I... I with I, what Jory's <laughs> saying, like, I buy it. Like, I definitely buy what Jory's saying, but Jory is, I mean, Jory's a homer, <laughs> you know? Which is, uh, yeah. which is, hey, like, nothing wrong with being a homer. I'm a, I'm a huge Cardinals homer, I get but, it. Like, but, here's, Jory, here's Jory's Jory's like, here's Jory's one of the homers we know, <laughs> so it's like, one yeah. of those, like I, I definitely, like, I, it's not that I think it's out of their own possibility, the, the, they, they definitely have the money. They're also in on Soto, as far as we're aware. Um, yeah. The, the, Blue, the Blue Jays have not been this aggressive in ever. a while. They would, if ever. I think they they were they were pretty aggressive. I think in like 2012, um, you know when they when they had um, uh, gosh, uh, Jose Bautista, Edwin Encarnacion, and yeah. they added uh, Melky Cabrera that off season. That's right. And they made that big trade with the Marlins to take a bunch of their guys. Um, and the R.A. Dickey trade. The and the R.A. Dickey trade. Yeah, they were yeah. really, really aggressive that off season. Uh, I think it was 2012, 13. Um, was was that off season? Uh, maybe 2013, 14, something like that. Um, so yeah, like like they've done it before. Um, but like this is like more than that. Like this is like. The biggest star that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, the biggest star and like, uh, in baseball history, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, honestly, like, it would make a lot of sense for Shohei to go to Toronto because you're not only going to be the hero of Toronto, you're going to be the hero of an entire country. Two entire countries. Like, <laughs> yeah, two entire countries, Japan and Canada. Yeah. Like, I 100% buy Shohei to the, to the Blue Jays and, like... I, I joke about the the real American stand up, but like honestly, I'm all for Shohei on the Blue Jays. Yeah, I just, I mean, I I don't. It's not that I don't buy it. I, I definitely buy it. I just, it feels like they're not going to get it done. You know, just like I, it, I don't know. No. I don't. It just, it it feels like it's just not gonna gonna happen. But 
I, uh, it's very possible I'm wrong. I just, I just, I just can't picture it. You know, I just can't in my head picture Shohei Otani on the Blue Jays. Um, uh, not especially not in the same way that I can picture him on, you know, the Giants or the Dodgers. Um, yeah. Whereas, where you know, just it feels more like those are the kind of teams he would sign with. But I, you know, if the money's right, if the Blue Jays are willing. To- to do it, I, I can certainly see it I happening. I think it's not just the money. Like the Blue Jays have a good team, and like Shohei wants to win. Yeah, I think Shohei's the missing piece for that team to like that lineup. Like Bo, Vlad, Shohei, Springer, right? Ah, it's a really good top maybe, four maybe there. Soto on top of that, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe could you imagine? I mean, it, it would be uh, it would be nuts. It would be a nuts roster, and you know that's a team. Their their last World Series was what ninety three. Um, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> that's that's the Joe Carter walk off. We don't talk about that. That yeah. World Series never happened. Their last World Series was ninety two. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Ninety three World Series was canceled. <laughs> Pat, you were f- four months old. Yep, and it's it's my first taste of crushing disappointment you couldn't even taste yet <laughs> I, I i could i could taste i could hear i could see i could speak and you know what i was saying i was, I was saying the dada? blue jays yeah <laughs> you were saying yeah. dada <laughs> i i was i was throwing fingers at the blue jays no i didn't say dada saying mom um yeah <laughs> um Anyway, the uh, I, I, we'll see. I guess we'll see with Shohei. I, 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 you know, five teams. Uh, who knows? I think it would be funny if he goes back to the Angels. I, I mean, it's just it just feels so very believable. Like I just I, that I feel in my bones is what's going to happen is that he's going to sign yeah. a fourteen year, six hundred million dollar contract with the Angels. Um, and just like he and Trout are going to be there forever, uh, and never win anything ever, never playing the playoffs. Yeah, it's just, it <laughs> yeah. just feels like that's the way that his career is going to go. He's going to be that's, that's the angel, be the, the Charles Barkley, <laughs> um, like one of those, just like, yeah, guys who know the Reggie Miller of uh, of baseball, yeah. except, yeah. uh, except on top of all of the that, uh, also being the greatest of all time Uh, which you know even as a as a pacers fan i can't pretend that reggie miller is the greatest basketball player of all time you know Um, yeah uh yeah so i i i my prediction remains angels uh um mine i'm gonna go officially on the record it's blue jays I, i think this is where they do it yeah um and like my my fun oh we'll get into it in a moment let's go let's go We'll go down the line here. Well, the next the Can next start. guy we've got here yeah. is uh, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who reportedly is going to be visiting with teams uh, this week. Um, so naturally, you know, the, they didn't specifically say at the at the winter meetings, but if the guy's coming he's to America, probably meeting signing teams, at the meetings. It's I don't know if he's going to sign at the meetings. He's certainly going to be at the meetings, but yeah, sign at the meetings yeah. seems like what's likely going to happen here. Um, His market's going to be insane. His market's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, you know, like like I said, he's the basically the only true ace and and what appears to be the best pitcher. You know, obviously we haven't seen yeah. him pitch in the majors, um, but uh, from from his Japanese stats and uh, and looking at you know his comps, you know, we, we talked about a few a few weeks ago uh, Masahiro Tanaka uh, and and uh, and stuff like that, and you know he. Yeah. Yamamoto seems like a guy who is a true ace in the majors and, and right. a guy who can anchor your rotation. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the Cardinals definitely aren't the only team who needs that. Uh, and yeah, like, it's just like, it, like I said, of the other guys that are available, like even including the guys who have signed, there's not, I don't think anybody on that list who, who I think is, you know, the guy like who is, I think a guy who'd be a perennial Cy Young candidate. For example, yeah. for, the, for for the life of, of an upcoming contract, except for Yamamoto, um, so his is going to be a really really interesting one to watch as well. I believe there were also rumors on his landing spots, but who knows what all those are? 
uh if that's like Mets, you know yankees are like the two top ones with giants as Do- well yeah yeah giants with the like the dodgers phillies um the other one is like oh cubs is like the other three yeah but it's like heavily mets yankees giants yeah uh, nightingale set us down to the dodgers yankees and mets so it's probably gonna be the giants yeah um probably so certainly gonna bat- pass 200 million dollars the highest free agent pitcher out there. I think he'll be Blake Snell. Yeah. You know, and like I said, you know, Snell is probably the next best pitcher on the market um, coming off of a, his he is second, a two-time Cy Young Award his winner. second Cy Young Award, um, yeah. <laughs> which again is something we talked about in a previous episode of, you know, is Blake Snell actually that good? You know, like is Snell, is, it's, it's like I said earlier with Sonny Gray, right? A, a good yeah. pitcher who good number is two. not consistently a really good pitcher. You'd, you'd love him as a number two because he can be good there. Although, again, Snell, the thing about Snell is Snell doesn't pitch innings. He's pitched 100 inning, right. 180 innings twice. Those are the only two times he's ever pitched more than 130 innings. Yep. He pitched 130, he's never pitched more than 130 innings except for two times, and both times he pitched 180 innings, and both times he won the Cy Young. Yeah. Um, so, what a wild guy. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess, Pat, let's move into then fun, any fun winter meetings predictions. Uh, so, I'll start with the one I was alluding at, uh, I think the Jays signed Shohei and trade for Juan Soto. I'm figuring them both. Yeah. I think this is like, like ownership's going to see, okay, one year Soto, big contract for Shohei. The AL East looks extremely winnable right now. The AL would be extremely winnable. Let's do it. Let's get it done. So um, I, I feel like this is like an all-in type of thing for the Blue Jays, and like again, you know the 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 Jays are corporately owned essentially, right? And they have all this money. What better way to spend all this money than on the biggest free agent in baseball history? Like, yeah, this is the time you do that. If you're a big corporation with this much money, this is where you do it. You know, I I I agree. My my question is, if the Jays successfully land both Soto and Otani, does Brian Cashman lose his job? Oh, a hundred percent. Because it feels like he's got it, right? Like, because he's. I mean, we know he's also in on both those guys. We know, like, there's been so many Padres Yankees rumors floating around uh, this past week, and and you know, we you think that kind well, yeah, of yeah, like the rumor is that he doesn't want to give up Michael King, Clark Schmidt, and uh, someone else. Like, dude, it's Michael King and Clark Schmidt have done. Yeah. Like, well, King's been a like, solid you know, reliever. It, right. It's for like a year of Soto, and then you have to you have to then, you know, re-sign him for a ton of money. Does Steinbrenner allow well, that? Sure. I can. Sure. I can. I, I mean, can, if Steinbrenner doesn't allow that, that's insane. Like, you're the son of George freaking Steinbrenner. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, like, at some point, it might take them over, like, 300 million, right? And they've never done that. Um, that's, that's, that's Dude, where the freaking Yankees do you it. Be, like, yes, absolutely. As, as Jory says, right, you're the Yankees. Money as we say, is money no is object. no object. <laughs> as, as, as we have quoted Jory with saying many, many times over the years, um, uh, I'm the, I'm the MFing Yankees. Money is no object. Uh, and that is, I mean, that is the way they, I like that. If that's again, that yes, if, if they let a division rival get both Soto and Otani uh, in an offseason where they were in on them, like yeah. the city of New York deserves to burn down. <laughs> like oh, there's no, there's no, I, you know, it's, it's give the team to Joe Schmo fan who, yeah. uh, who calls in to whatever, you know, W fan or whatever it is in, in New York uh, because that's, that's nuts. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You're the Yankees. You're absolutely right. You're the Yankees. You need to yeah. sign. And 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 the Yankees coming off of their worst season in forever, right? Like since like since the eighties, something like that. Maybe the nineties. Maybe the, like the early the early nineties Yankees had a season yeah. maybe this bad. Um, but like you you just. You just can't. You can't allow this. It's it's the like same thing with the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals had such a bad season, and if they come out of this offseason, look, it's a it's an okay offseason if they if all they get is Gray, Lynn, and Gibson, but um, it's not the best offseason. <laughs> you know, it's not right. what you need to have. And the Cardinals, 
certainly are not expected to spend like the Yankees are. Um, And like, yeah, it's, it's, if, if, uh, man, uh, fascinating. I mean, I, I think Cashman's job should, should have been on the block years ago. Oh, a hundred percent. So it's, I think when he pissed off Derek Jeter, he should have lost his job. Yeah. Like almost losing Derek Jeter to free agency. That's when he should have lost his job. But you know, he and Steinbrenner seem to seem to really adore each other. So I don't think it's gonna happen. But uh, I do think the number of people calling for Stein uh, for uh, for Cashman's resignation is going to oh, increase through the roof tenfold. It, you know, it's, yeah. it's already they already exist, and it's gonna go way higher if uh, if, they, if if especially especially if the Blue Jays are the ones who get both Soto and Otani. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Crazy prediction for the winter meetings. I mean, that is basically what I was going to say, although I wasn't going to give them both Soto and Otani. I was just going to say Soto. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so, it's so, t- I mean, like what, what else is even available? You know, like what else is even available I for mean, a crazy yeah, option? The like thing. there's nothing else crazy that can really happen. It's just those guys. Like, you know, um, you know, the Homer in me says that the, the Cardinals sign Yamamoto. Uh, that's not, I don't think it's actually going to happen, but I think, you know, the, the, the MLB trade rumors prediction is nine years to 25. I think it's a great contract to have a guy like Yamamoto on. Um, yeah. I would, I would love to have Yoshino Yamamoto on a nine to 25 contract anchor that rotation for the next decade. Happy with it. I'd be ecstatic with it. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm going to give a Phillies prediction, I think they're going to walk away with signing two guys. First is to me, Josh Hader they need a closer um and then second blake snell because they're still linked to blake snell even after re-signing nola so i yeah. could see dombrowski being like all right let's make the splash and like do i want to give blake snell a huge contract no i'd rather it be yamamoto especially because the phillies have been heavily scouting and like in contact with yamamoto since he was a teenager but I think other teams are going to outbid him, and I don't think they're going to be able to sell Philadelphia to a Japanese player, even though it would be nice. I don't see it happening, which is why I think it's more likely it's Snell if they add another starter, like it seems like Dombrowski wants to do, and like it seems like Dombrowski wants to spend the money to do. So I think Hader and Snell are going to be the big Dombrowski splashes. I guess the, the biggest thing I can guess is that Glasnow and Margot move in the same deal. Um, I can see that, but I actually don't see it because <laughs> I think I think the Rays would maximize their return by moving them separately. Yeah. Um, so and and that's what the Rays do is they maximize their return. They do that. Um, but like, yeah, they're just like you know the biggest free agent and the biggest trade piece are Otani and Soto, and like it doesn't seem like you know there might be a shock player to get traded um i just don't know who it would be who would be I mean, like i don't think trout's gonna be traded i don't either but i think when trout sees that otani's left he's gonna ask for a trade and i think the discussions are gonna start i don't think trout gets traded at the meetings but i think the discussions could start at the meetings pete alonzo might get traded pete alonzo being traded would 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 be Man, what team would would he even go to? That's an yeah, interesting one. That's like, the, do the Cubs have a first baseman? They seem like. I think the Cubs do need a first baseman. Because um, uh, I think they were kind one. of wasting Bellinger there for a little while. Oh yeah, Bellinger could probably sign at the meetings. Yeah, Bellinger could sign at the meetings too. As you know. Is there is there a, I don't think there's a Bellinger landing spot that would shock me unless it's like a bad team. Yeah. Like Bellinger to the Rockies would shock me, you know? Oh, like, Bellinger otherwise... to the Rockies would be sick. <laughs> yeah, it would be sick. Oh, That's my prediction. Give me Pete Alonso to the Rockies. Give me Pete Alonso to the Rockies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would break Bonds' record. Um and that'd be that'd be so that'd be that would be fun. That would absolutely be fun. That would be yeah. fun. Not happen, but it'd be fun. Bell, you know, Bellinger to the Yankees would be a good fit for both sides. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, and it's been talked about. Yeah, um, I think especially if they don't land Soto, that's that's likely to happen. Right, and you know, Bellinger is relatively young. He's twenty eight. 
Yeah. So he's still not on the wrong side of 30. You can sign him to like a five, six year deal and not be like too broken up about it. He can yeah. play center field where you just dumped Harrison Bader out of um, uh, or, or, you know, sort of any outfield spot if you need to move him there. Um, a little bit of first base if Anthony Rizzo's concussion continues to be a problem. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, I think, and he also, like we've talked about many times on this show, a left-handed power bat. <laughs> oh, is... hey, a big trade just happened. Oh, really? The Braves just acquired Marco Gonzalez, Jared Kalenic, Evan White, and Cash whoa. for Jackson Kowar and Cole Phillips. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. You're getting a live reaction here. That's... Okay. <laughs> Kalenic, Marco, Evan White for Jackson Kowar, Cole Phillips. Man. I mean, it's a lot of prove it guys going to the Braves, and they're not really giving yeah. up a ton. I don't really. Uh, Co, Jack no. Coar, um, I, I don't know a ton about Jack and Coar, Cole Phillips. Um, man, it'd be great to have Dylan right now. Uh, oh my God, it would be. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, where to go? I just had, there we go. Cole Phillips was there. Boy, good thing I opened Slack real quick to. Cole Phillips is their number seven, their number seven prospect. Uh, he's 20 years old, pitched in rookie ball this year. Yeah. Uh, drafted in 2022. Um, compared like by some, game the game cash, yeah. you know, could be good. Uh, Jackson Coar is nothing. <laughs> Jackson Coar is a, a bad reliever. Mediocre. Yeah, he's best. not good. He was traded to the the Braves got him uh two weeks ago for Kyle Wright. Um and I think they had lost that trade uh, yeah. until they flipped Coar for <clears throat> these three pieces. Oh man, what happened to no flipping? <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting because Kaldick, Gonzalez, and White have not been strong, but the Braves have their cheating lab, <laughs> you know? Yes. Which scares me because I think Kalanick's going to end up becoming really good. Jared Kalanick with the Braves coaching, like, because he had a really good, like, like half season me, this man. season, right? Like, the first half of the season for Jared, Jared Kalanick was really strong. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like he was becoming Jared Kalanick. Now, if you add yeah. Braves coaching into that, that's, that's going to, I mean, that could be huge. John um, Heyman is saying now that the Bra uh, Mariners have reduced payroll with that trade that they might be trying for Juan Soto. Fascinating. Oh, my God. Wow, this, this, this is, is all being broken live on the pod, ladies and gentlemen. Gonna this, awesome. <laughs> this, oh, is gonna be, this is going to be a fun week. This is going to be... This is going to be... Like, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's going to be, like, a couple of big things and then nothing, but the big things are going to be wild. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, Evan White... Uh, what used... Do the Braves have for Evan White? He's on a Braves contract. Uh, yeah, uh, like where is he? Like a like this? Is just a bench dude now? Like a seventeen million dollar bench dude? Well, I mean, seven million this year, eight million next year. Yeah, no, for a bench guy. For a bench guy, no, that is. I mean, maybe they flip him. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh. And he also hasn't played the last couple seasons because of uh, you know various injuries and whatnot. Um, yeah, man, this is. I'm wondering. I, I'm just wondering about the Evan White of it all, um, because he can only play first base, but the Braves have Matt Olson there, and they have yeah. Marcelo Zuna at their at DH, right? Or does Zuna isn't a free agent, right? No, Zuna's got another year on his contract, and they had a team option. So yeah. there's no spot for Evan White to play. He is either a bench guy or they move him for something else. Um, you know, a reliever or whatever is probably what he's worth. Um, but Marco Gonzalez, you know, he's a perfectly fine pitcher if they can figure him out. 
Um, well, I mean, given the Braves cheating lab, I'm sure they can. Yeah, you know, and the Braves didn't have like the best pitching this season, but like no. everything was pretty solid. It's better than throwing a rookie in game three of the NLDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. definitely like like their one to four was solid, but everything beyond that was not really. And like Max Fried, you know, was missed a big chunk of the season. Jared Schuster was, you know, play only pitched a little bit. So Marco Gonzalez is like a guy who's going to go out there and like give you innings. And, you know, if you can, if you can tweak him a little bit, then they can turn those into quality innings. Uh, and that's yeah. fine. You know, he's a, he's a perfectly fine player. Uh, but Kellenic with Braves coaching uh, is is scary that that feels like they can turn him into. Yeah, I I don't like that. He's going to turn into Eddie a guy. Rosario like in that lineup is like you know because that's the thing. He also doesn't need to be incredible, right? The Braves were already such a good hitting team this year, and you're placing Eddie Rosario, who was like uh, a av- like a mediocre like average hitting platoon bat with pop with pop, replacing that with Jared Kelenic, who if he plays like he did the first half of this season for the rest of his career, which he very well could under the Braves. That's a good baseball player. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't like it. That's that's. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. <clears throat> oh boy. Indeed. Uh, wow. 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 Um, Just, well, <laughs> I, there's nothing. Winter meetings are underway, baby. <laughs> Winter meetings are here, baby. They're they're here. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, the the, I mean, it's the Kalanick of it all. That's I think it's it's Kalanick and a salary dump is essentially what it is. Yeah, um, pretty much. I think I'm gonna get a little bit out of Marco, but uh, other than that, uh, yeah, just Kalanick and a salary dump is. Like I imagine, Kellen just becomes the starting left fielder, right? Like he's got to be, yeah. Like him in left, Harrison center, and Acuna in right. Like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, oh my 100%. god, I don't like this. I 100%. don't like this. Yeah, and and he is still. How many years of pre-arb does he have left? He is arb eligible in twenty twenty-five, free agent in twenty twenty-nine. So I. I, I I assume after this or some halfway through this season, he's going to sign a seven year, $7 contract and donate uh, 10% of that to the Braves foundation. Um, oh God. <laughs> I'm so sick of the Braves. Uh, and by the way, that wasn't, I did not misspeak. $7, I think is what the value of the contract is going to be. They're going to sign him for nothing. <laughs> he's going to, he actually going to have to pay the Braves to play baseball. As a brave shareholder, I do not approve this deal. I'm gonna go try and veto it. Nuts. March down to the battery. Nuts, nuts, dude. I unbelievable. You know, it's one of those things of like it, <laughs> it's it's just like because you know, we've seen so many former Mariners leave the Mariners and turn good. Uh and Kalanick just feels like the perfect, the perfect candidate for that. Uh especially yeah. That to the Braves, he feels like the perfect candidate to have a true breakout with the Braves. Finish, yeah, finish like eighth in MVP voting and get an All Star selection this year. Like, it just it just feels inevitable. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, absolutely going to be an All Star this year. Oh God, uh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate um, it. Hey, great for Jared Kalanick, man. That's I mean, yeah, like I love Jared Kelnick. He's like a great player. Now I gotta hate him. Uh, Man, this sucks. God, why can't they just stop? Just stop. Stop. Stop <laughs> taking advantage of other teams. Like, oh my god. I mean, look just stop. They're good and they're gonna be good for a long time. So I hate it. I'm tired. I lived through the nineties and the early two thousands with them like this. I don't want to live through it again. I got bad news for you, Pat. (laughs) I I know. This sucks. The Phillies can never be good without the Braves being good. I hate it. Uh, List of Braves with a guaranteed deal. Austin Riley, Matt Wilson, Charlie Morton, Marcelo Zuna, Rysel Iglesias, Ronald Cunha, Spencer Strider, 
Sean Murphy, Marco Gonzalez, Ronaldo Lopez, Michael Harris, Joe Jimenez, Evan White, Travis Darno, Pierce Johnson, Aaron Bummer, Ozzy Albis, Orlando Arcia, Tyler Matzik. Uh, but obviously the big ones there are O'Reilly, Olsen, uh, Acuna, uh, Murphy, Harris, Albies, all locked up for years. <laughs> what, whatever higher power you believe in is dead. <laughs> God is dead. Hey, listen, whatever, Pat. Whatever power you believe in is dead. I'm I'm gonna be here uh, saying the same thing in a week when Shohei Otani oh, signs with God. the Cubs. So we'll we can oh. we can commiserate together. Um, hey, look, if you're lucky, Jared Kalanick is gonna be Jared Kalanick, and you know it's fine. <sighs> or he's gonna turn into, or he's gonna turn into what Jared Kalanick should have been. He's gonna turn it. I mean, he's gonna like. Oh. I I just. I, I, I'm not like trying the, to see a world in which the worst done. outcomes yeah. for me with these winter meetings right now is Otani to the Dodgers or Cubs and Yamamoto to the Dodgers or wherever, or Otani to the Giants. Like, I want Otani to be an angel or a blue jay at this point. I, I I can't deal with any of the other three. I'm, I'm broken. This is breaking. The, the Braves continue to break me, man. Like, <laughs> and like, we've owned them the last two years in the playoffs, but they keep doing stuff like this. I'm, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of seeing, and this player will donate 1% of their salary to Atlanta Braves Foundation. If I see Shohei Otani will donate 1% of his salary to the Atlanta Braves Foundation, I'm going to take a long walk off the Brent Franklin Bridge. Like, be, I will be done at that point. It's going to be $6 million, too, and he does it, too. Yeah. I swear to God. $6.66 million. Oh. Um, no, no. I'm done. <laughs> I can't with this team anymore. I'm tired of them. The racist butts. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> yeah, man. God. I mean, I... <laughs> why is racism win in America? I swear to God. You know, it's it's uh, from a neutral perspective, it's hard to deny the quality of this organization. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, they're there. I mean, look, man, it's a well-run baseball team. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos knows what he's doing there, I guess, because uh, th- this feels like a slam dunk for the Braves to me. Um, it, it is. It, I can't. <laughs> I'm so tired of this. I'm tired, man. Well, uh, the winter meetings are here. Well, they have I started. Tonight. <laughs> well, we will. Tell you about the rest of the moves as they come in uh, uh, next week. Um, unless if, uh, there's a possibility, not a high one, but a possibility that if a ton happens by Wednesday, we might even do a special emergency episode. Pod. Emergency yeah. pod. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty busy uh, during the week, uh, and I don't know uh, what uh, what everyone else's availability is like. But uh, uh, there might be there might be some emergency pod going on if uh, if. You know, if midweek it's looking, if you know, if Shohei Otani signs on Monday, then then I think I think yeah, maybe we like, do emergency. Come, come midweek, my freaking cholesterol is going to be through the roof. And... Um, <laughs> oh, well, God, Pat, I, I'm um... tired. I'm gonna go have nightmares. Thanks for thanks for joining for this uh, and 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 uh, being here to talk about. Oh yeah, I'm so thrilled. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, I'll kick us to the Rhyme outro. myself to sleep. <laughs> the outro here. Randomly Radio is executive produced by Lewis. My name is Nime. I hosted this episode. I also edited it. Uh, Pat joined me for this episode. Uh, it might be his last one. Um, it might. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning right around 1 a.m. Central Time. And we will talk to you next week with some winter meetings wrap-up stuff. So catch you then. Bye. Bye.